0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Slack. Sometimes it feels like there aren't enough hours in the workday, especially if you're trying to grow your business. That's why you and your team need Slack. It's the AI-powered platform where work happens, and it has so many helpful features, like huddles for impromptu meetings and workflow builder to automate tasks. Slack is what you need to help everyone have a productive, easy day. Slack. Grow your business here. Learn more at slack.com.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: You're listening to Life Kit from NPR. I'm Liliana Maria Percy, ruiz in for When I was in my early 20s, I was exhausted all the time. Yes, a lot of that was due to the hustle of being post-college and living in New York City, trying to make ends meet. But looking back, what was making me so tired was actually how much I was doing and caring for everyone else. During this time, I was juggling multiple jobs and barely had time to myself, and yet if I saw that my family, friends, or coworkers needed something—and to be clear, they didn't even have to ask me—I would offer to do it for them, regardless of how it affected me. I didn't know how to set boundaries, and was more concerned with pleasing the people around me than caring for myself. This is all something that Yasin Bejan, co-founder of Homegirls Unite, is very familiar with. Her UK-based group supports women from marginalized communities particularly eldest daughters, who Yasin believes often bear the burden of being the go-to problem fixers in their immigrant families. In this episode of Life Kit, reporter TK Dutes talks with Yasin about how to create boundaries that can help you navigate the desire to please and fix other people's problems.
1: Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market.
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Integrative Therapeutics, with vitamins and supplements previously available only through practitioners, including Cortisol Manager. Unlock your best self with clinician-curated supplements from Integrative Therapeutics, now on Amazon.
0: Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm a big sister, you're a big sister, and we're socialized to be fixers and like the ultimate helpers. What does being a fixer look like?
4: I know personally, um my fixer status is co- deriving from wanting to do everything for everyone. Like you can even see problems that the person you're trying to fix as it's not even aware of. And you're like, "Uh aha, so I'm going to do this for this person. And they're going to be happy because it will make their life easier. But deep down, that person is thinking, I don't care, like, this has nothing to do with me. Like It's not impacting my life. But as I've grown older, I've realized it's actually maybe a control thing of being an eldest daughter and having the need to be in control all the time because growing up you are put that you are put in that position of being the one in control within your siblings even though you didn't want it and unfortunately it goes into your adulthood and you want to fix things for everyone without people asking so i think that's really important
3: so takeaway one Constantly being a fixer typically has a negative effect on you. It might seem like always helping at every turn is no big deal, but it adds up. So what happens over time? You know, how does it harm us to be that person all the time?
4: I think um, what ends up happening is we end up taking on so much that it turns into burnouts. Mm. Um, You end up being overloaded with people's burdens anxiety. I know I have really bad anxiety because even though I'm the one that's starting this fixing issue, people end up being entitled for your time, your efforts to fix their issues. So all of a sudden now, why is Yasin not fixing my problem? She used to do that before. And now your mental health is at stake. You don't know how to deal with everything. And we end up some of us shutting down, mm. some, some of us having breakdowns, <clears throat> some of us isolating ourselves from our friends and family because we haven't learned how to deal with it.
3: it it's like almost easier to like just not be around people than to say no.
4: Yes, yes, Ugh. exactly. It's, it's so much easier to just shut down and close yourself up than actually having to deal with everything that's going on.
3: Yasin says fixing tendencies can also show up not just with family or friends, but at work too.
4: I think it's definitely harder at work because there's more at stake in terms of financially benefits, etc. Yeah. When you're a fixer with your family and friends, there's, okay, relationships are at stake, but I feel like those people can be more accommodating than your workplace. So I think... It might even be harder there not to be a fixer because a lot of us are people pleasers. Mm. And we feel like the more work we do, the more we might be, you know, seen as this great employee. But I think that also comes with a lot of risks. If we don't know how to balance and set the boundaries, you can be a great employee within the role that's been written for you. And not take it overboard by respecting the boundaries that you want to set for
3: yourself. How do people take advantage of that? Because I definitely know that it can be (laughs) something that people take advantage of.
4: Yeah, I think when, like, we're all human. Let's say... Let's take ourselves, for example, if someone is going to keep doing things for you, you're not going to tell them to stop. You're not going to be like, no, don't cook for me. No, don't give me money. (laughs) You're going (laughs) to enjoy. (laughs) So unfortunately, some people don't know how to stop. Um, Some people don't know how to have like a balance. Yeah. You take, I give, that's great. But some people just take, take, take. And if they see that person in the family that's constantly going out of their way to make everyone's life easier, they're going to enjoy it because they're thinking, why right. not? Like if she's going to do it, why not? So that's unfortunately where the issue comes. The way my brother talks about his needs and how everyone's life should stop for him Mm. I wish I had an ounce of that confidence to be telling people about what I need and how everything should stop for me yeah and good for him that he's able to do that but I think also it's really important as a unit we're able to meet each other's needs and make sure that everyone in the family is equally helped that we're able to have the same ability to present these things outside of the household, in friendships, in intimate relationships, at the workplace, is also really important because people will take advantage if you let them.
3: This isn't to say you should never help people in your life, but it's a balance. So takeaway two, if you do help, make clear what you're able to do and stick to it. There's a line between fixing and helping and I definitely found myself uh I try I, I swear I promise I Yasin, I promise I learned and then I and then I backslide. So like me, something happened. Me and my brother, I love him to death. He has a small business and you know how in your friend group there's always one person that like you're not a graphic designer, but you good with the flyers. I'm that. I'm that guy, yeah. right? Like <laughs> Yeah, like you've got everything on lock. I'm like, okay, you know what? Got you. So he's like, so first it started off, hey, can you take a look at this? Move it around. Do whatever mm-hmm. you want. And I'm like, no problem, bro. Drop everything. This is me with the Kermit meme. <laughs> then he comes back next week and he goes, he take a look at this. Then he comes back a week later yes. and now it's two flyers. And I'm like <laughs> and every time I'm like, you know, like I'm getting a thrill. I'm helping. I'm I'm you yeah. know, like all the things. So I'm getting the I feel it. Yeah. The rush. I I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. And also it taps into <laughs> I get to do something different, like part of my brain. Yeah. Until <laughs> Then he started treating me like I was a <laughs> professional graphic designer. Like, professional graphic designers, I think they don't get their feelings hurt as much as regular people do because you could tell them <laughs> they're ready for the critique. The minute he gave me a negative yeah. critique, I was like, you know what, F yeah. like, bro, like, I <laughs> you know, and then we got into it, and I realized that, yeah. A, I let this go on too long. B, there was no mm-hmm. parameters on how we were communicating so like yes. We did, you know, we slim back. We try to communicate better, but like <laughs> how would you <laughs> How do you set your own boundaries and and stop people from crossing them?
4: Yeah, I honestly big up to you, miss. <laughs> try- graphic
3: designer. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying, you know. I'm trying to set up my next career. <laughs>
4: every day we have something new going on um but honestly I think boundaries is starting small is really important because you can't just pick up like the biggest thing especially when it comes to family because it can it can cause a lot of rift if not done carefully personally it's taken me a while like I'm 30 now I think I started trying to set boundaries when I like hit 20s and I think for me, setting boundaries with my parents was the biggest one, because I feel like once I set boundaries with my parents, I can pretty much set boundaries with anyone. My mom, she likes to tell you things last minute. She'll be like, oh, I need this tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I can't. Even if I can do it, I started saying, no, I can't. I need more notice because you don't know what plans I have. And she's getting better at giving me long time notice, like a week's notice when she wants stuff. And they're always like, Oh, you're so westernized. That I was like, no, this is just how people. This is just <laughs> respect. This is just, respect. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how people Wild. respect each other. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's been good, but also remembering that boundaries are our friends and they guide us in. helping other people understand how we want to be treated and saying that although we want people to respect our boundaries it's also important to understand that we need to respect their boundaries and that we need to we need to do what they ask of
3: us because that's the only way it can work what i'm hearing is follow through right like you followed through with hey mom (laughs) like i can't and also you told me too late you know yes What are the opportunities we rob people of when we step in? I
4: think we really biggest one is learning opportunities um, that we rob people from by taking over constantly. And I think also we take away the opportunity of building, quotation marks, normal relationship with these people. And um, we rob them and ourselves from it. Um, we speak a lo- we speak to a lot of eldest daughters, and a lot of them don't feel like sisters; they feel like yeah. parents because they've been robbed of that sibling relationship, and because they're always taking care of other. They're being caregivers. They're being like financial providers, and in your friendship group, you end up being the mom, the planner. If you're friends with other eldest daughters, it helps a little bit because you are all in that, um, you are all in that position. And some people realize that, okay, it's not fair to put everything on one person. But I think we need to realize that what we think is benefiting others is not necessarily benefiting them. And we can't always dictate outcomes And we need to relinquish the control a little bit more and let go of things that we think should be good. Because if we don't, unfortunately, we might repeat the same cycle with our children if we decide Mm. to have them.
3: Yeah.
4: And that would be the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And also, that's where all this comes from, right? I feel Mm -hmm. like we are in the generation of people that are committing to, like, stopping this and and, um, getting better. Yes. So let's get down to it. Takeaway three. Try letting people down. You might be surprised how they respond. Yasin, she's got friends who understand that no means no. For example, um, one of our friends is planning a birthday thing
4: in March and, and usually I'll be like, I'll see you there, et cetera. But I will, because I'm, I'm also Muslim and this Ramadan is coming and they were like, oh, we're doing a whole thing. I'm like, unfortunately I can turn up if it's a day event and then I'll leave early. But if it's an evening event, I will have to not turn up because I have other commitments and I didn't even feel bad saying that. Like, the old me would have been shaking, like, checking my phone, like, are they upset with me? But I think <laughs> because those fr- those friends also respect me, respect my practices and know, like, this is important to me. They were like, when we know the plans, when
3: we solidify everything, it's fine. Applying this to work situations requires a bit of finesse. Try telling people no when it feels like it's a real no for you. Remember that you have to prioritize your workload before helping anyone else with theirs. And don't forget, keep receipts. I think being
4: honest is a really important step. Being respectful to yourself and your needs is really important in setting those boundaries. With work, um, there have been times where um, someone's like, I need this tomorrow. I'm like, no, you might need it tomorrow, but you're not gonna get it tomorrow <laughs> because I am. <have, laughs> I, um, I have other things to do, and I just, I really, I think this probably has a lot to do with being an eldest daughter that people don't plan well, and then they pressure everyone around them for deadlines for you need to do this by then. I'm like, no, you will get it as we originally stated. We are not going to get it sooner.
3: As for family, you might need to restate your boundaries even more.
4: Remembering that I think because they're family, you need to be stricter with your boundaries. I think a lot of us think, oh, it's family, like, just let's leave it. No, they need it more because some of them don't listen. Some of them are entitled and making sure that the sooner you do it, the easier it gets. Um, start with siblings. Practice f- family boundary setting with your friends. Yes. Um, take baby steps. And um, first few times will be hard, but you'll get to the point you're like, no, no, no. And no will be like your best yeah. friend.
3: <laughs> and once you get to that point, it's really like easy. I've I've noticed that in... Um... In my, you know, and you know, you see one, right? Takes one to know one. And I have mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have friends that I, that struggle with the same things. And I've offered, I've mm. in advance, and maybe this is me being a fixer, right? Like in advance, I've offered myself, <laughs> like I said, sis, I see you say, no, mm. say no to me, you know? Um and I will understand. And like, but like I'm I wasn't really trying to fix. I just saw like she was going through a thing and we were actually having a direct conversation. And I said, Girl, you know, I know I love to, to hang out and I love for us to run errands together. We don't have to. Like, you can say no to me and trust I will remember this conversation. Yeah. You know? So with that being said, what are what are the ways that we um we can mind our own business?
4: I think we can mind our own business by actually realizing we're all functioning adults and with or without you, people will be fine. People just like easy lives. And as they should, we should all, we all deserve an easy life, but people want an easier life and we do that for them. Always being in someone's life and trying to fix everything is not benefiting them. Because what happens when you're not there? Who is going to do that for them? How are they going to learn to do that thing that you constantly do for them? It's okay for you to back off all the effort you put into others. Use that effort for yourself. Put that into yourself and actually do things that you've been meaning to do for the last year, but you've never got around to it because you're fixing everyone's yeah. problems. Um, and also... Just use the, I would say, use the do not disturb feature on your phone more because a lot of us are constantly on our phones trying to fix something for someone. Do me time a lot. Look after yourself. Prioritize your needs because at the end of the day, you are your longest commitment. If you don't look after yourself, no one's really running to look after us. So we really need to, like, make sure that we prioritize our well-being our mental health reduce those anxieties those burnouts to make sure that we really are in a position to when a real emergency comes we're actually there yeah not just picking bits here and there to try and like make ourselves busy on a day-to-day basis
3: okay time for a recap takeaway one Being the fixer, the people pleaser, can lead to anxiety and burnout. Takeaway two, if you do want to help, give clear expectations on what you're able and willing to do. Protect your time. Yasin recommends using the do not disturb feature on your phone so you don't feel constantly available. Takeaway three, be honest and let people down in a clear and kind way. You may not be the expert or the authority in a situation, allow people to figure things out on their own in their own ways. Remember, many of the people in your life are functional adults. Let them help themselves. And I think
4: our motto as eldest Daughters in 2024 is to learn to mind our business because it will keep us <laughs> with less stress and we might make more friends because our siblings won't be fighting us as much. Our friends might not have resentments from us trying to fix their lives. If you're constantly fixing people, you don't give them the chance to help fix themselves.
3: 2024 is the year of minding our own business. Let's do it. That was reporter TK
2: Dutess. For more Life Kit, check out our other episodes. We have one about how to set boundaries with family and another on how to make a great salad. You can find that at npr.org LifeKit. And if you love LifeKit and want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash LifeKit newsletter. Also, we'd love to hear from you. If you have episode ideas or feedback you want to share, email us at lifekit at npr.org. This episode of LifeKit was produced by Claire Marie Schneider. Our visuals editor is Beck Harlan. Our digital editor is Malika Garib and Megan Kane is the supervising editor. Beth Donovan is the executive producer, and our production team also includes Andy Tagle, Audrey Wynn, and Sylvie Douglas. Engineering support comes from Stacy Abbott and Becky Brown. I'm Liliana Maria Percy Ruiz. Thanks for listening.
1: This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Your business faces specific challenges and unique opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, custom-tailored to your short- and long-term goals. Backed by the expertise, strategy, and resources of a top 10 commercial bank, a dedicated team works with you to support your success and help achieve your goals. Explore the possibilities at capitalonecom commercial.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit SAA slash NPR and save an additional $200.